Good evening, everyone. Tonight's reading is from Luke's Gospel, the chapter 11, the verses 5 to 13. Luke chapter 11, verses 5 to 13. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, so you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more Will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Thank you, Julian. Good evening, everybody. Now, I'm not uh, really much of a baker, but my wife Morag is, is brilliant. Uh, today, she even made a, a special uh, midsummer Swedish uh, sort of Victoria sponge strawberry cake. Um, but her real speciality, I think, is brownies. She is fantastic at baking brownies. Uh, she knows just what to do and just what to put it in, into it. And that's basically my limits. Uh, with baking, I kind of know that there's a, a recipe that involves ingredients and there's a method. So if you're, you're making brownies, you've got to put in lots and lots of chocolates. And then you kind of have to mix it all together and add in all the sugar uh, alongside the chocolates. Uh, yeah, there's your, there's your basic ingredients and method. Well, Luke 11, verses 1 to 13, is a, a bit of Jesus' recipe for prayer. Uh, and we heard last week from Phil in the first four verses, it's as if we got the, the ingredients. Uh, we hear that the, the ingredients of prayer are being a, to the Father, uh, to be praying for God's name to be honoured, for, for praying for God's kingdom to come, to pray for our daily needs and for forgiveness and to avoid temptation and trial. If those are the ingredients, then tonight's passage, verses 5 to 13, is the method. And if you're somebody who likes summary statements, then here's my stab at a summary for this passage. Pray with boldness because we have a good father. Pray with boldness and pray with boldness because we have a good father. Well, as we start this evening, let's do just that. Father, we do thank you for your word. We thank you that 
as your word is heard, it is your voice that is heard. And Lord, we pray this evening that however we may be feeling, uh, you would help us to have our hearts and minds lifted to you and to be learning from the Lord Jesus himself about what it means to really pray. Amen. So firstly, pray with boldness. And to begin with, uh, we have this little parable, don't we, about a a friend knocking on the door late at night. Uh, And it's just helpful for us to understand that the situation and the culture, because their situation and culture is very different to ours. So I I think for most of us, there's very little expectation. If you turn up late at someone's house, there really is no expectation for them to feed you, is there? You know, because really, uh, food is so accessible to us that we kind of build in that into our journey. So, for example, if we're going on a long journey, uh, we might leave at late at night so the kids can sleep in the car, uh, and then we'll make sure they're asleep so we can stop at McDonald's while they're asleep. You know, so we can have our little nutrition and they can still be fast asleep in the car. Um, you know, we plan in uh, meals like that. Or even if you, you don't stop at the service station, there are so many Tesco's, Co-op, Sainsbury's that are just open till midnight for your convenience. There's no expectation, is there, that, that you eat if you arrive late because you can get food so easily. And even though, even if you do want to be fed, there's always the frozen emergency pizza, isn't there? Because we have fridge freezers. We have the ability to store food. We have things that we can just pull out in one second and just heat them up and there you go. But in Jesus' day, there was none of that. In Jesus' day, you had to make your bread for that day. Your daily bread. And you would just make enough for that day, you would consume it, and then the next day you start again. So these people literally have no food. And the shame in the story is not the fact that somebody's banging on the door late at night. There's no shame in that. The shame is that the host cannot provide. That's the problem. And so because of that, he's driven to his neighbours, who he know does have food. It's his desire to feed his friend that drives him to his boldness at knocking on his friend's door. And there's no easy way of doing that. I don't know about you, but if I go to someone's house late at night, and I know there's small children there, I kind of, I don't press the doorbell just in case it might wake them up, because I know some people get really uh, angsty about kids waking up. So I just do a knock on the door so the adults will hear, but the, the kids won't wake up. There's that sort of anxiety about not waking them up. But, but here, there's no easy way of doing it. They probably had one room. So you knock on the door, uh, the animals that are in there will wake up, then the kids, and the whole shebang, everyone's awake. There's no way for the man to discreetly get up from his bed and get to the door without waking the entire room. But this person does not care. Because his desire... His need is to fulfill that duty. He knocks because he has great need. Or maybe the great need is the reason he knocks. And as he does that, and as his friend gets up and says, what are you doing? 
he grants his request. Not because of the friendship, primarily, but because of his boldness. Did you hear that? Verse 8, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. The request shows the need and the desire on the man to ask. And that solicits, elicits the response. And so here's the punchline though. Jesus has given the parable and now he goes for the punch. And it's verses 9 and 10. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Ask. Seek. Knock. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Uh, Three words expressing uh, the desire of people to come before God, to ask the Lord, and three ways the Lord will answer. Because of your shameless audacity, your request will be granted. And Jesus says, ask, seek, knock. So how does this land for us today? Well, here's the first way, or first way it may land. Do, do our prayers match up to what we believe? So just in your head, here's a little test for you, not the sort of, um, you know, maths test that you might get in school, but just a, a test in our heads as we rattle through these things. Just answer yes or no in your head to these questions. Do you believe there is only one God? Do you believe that that one God walked the earth in the person of the Lord Jesus? Do you believe that the Lord Jesus died for sin and rose again three days later? Do you believe that today he ascended into heaven and is now today seated at the right hand of the Father? Do you believe that, that all things are in his hands? Do you believe he's the only hope for the world? Do you believe those things? As we went through that list, did, did you tick off yes? I hope you did, because I think they're all true. But then as we think of that list, how do our prayers match up? We pray to the one that made the cosmos, but more than that, holds the cosmos in his hands. Who made Hove and holds Hove in his hands. But yet, so often, we limit our prayers to a few people to have a better day. Now, of course, we pray for those things, don't we? But the Lord says, be bold. Be bold in praying with the things that you know are true. Now, have you ever asked boldly for anything? 
Uh, on our honeymoon, uh, we went to Dubrovnik in Croatia. Uh, and I was uh, in charge of the, the honeymoon, in charge of getting the, the hotels and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I had a budget, and I found this lovely hotel, which you can see on the screen, the Dubrovnik Palace, right on the, uh, the sea line. Uh, I had a budget, uh, and it was a little bit above my budget. So I, I, I sent an email, and it's much easier to do things in email, much better writing than speaking uh, face-to-face. Um, I sent an email saying, look, oh, your hotel is so lovely... Is it okay if we stay here uh, for, for these dates? This is our honeymoon. These dates, then we're going to have to go away for a few days and stay in this other hotel, which is cheaper, um, and stay in these dates at the end. So we can have a start and end to our honeymoon and enjoying your lovely hotel. Is that okay? Unless, of course, you're, you're able to offer us a special rate. And they did. They saved me about £1,500 because they let us stay there for the whole time. Boldly asking. Without asking, you wouldn't receive. Now, I tried the same thing on the upgrade on the plane, but the self-service check-in didn't have a button that said free upgrade. Um, But boldly asking. Boldly asking. And so the Lord says, ask boldly. May your prayers be boldly asked. Do you have people that you know who aren't Christians, who you would love to come to faith, but they are as far away as anybody. They either hate Jesus or they're so apathetic, they just couldn't care less. Pray boldly, they may come to know the Lord Jesus. The government that seems so anti and seems so intent sometimes on making laws that make it almost impossible to live as a Christian in this country. Pray boldly. They may change. Poverty, injustice and pain that seem to have no hope or solution. Pray boldly to our big God who can bring change. Our prayers can never be too big or too bold. But then secondly, keep keep being bold. Keep being bold. Uh, Ask, seek and knock. Uh, Our words in our our English and also in the original they were written are are present continuous words. Uh, Keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking, keep praying boldly. Don't give up. It can be so easy, can't it, to give up. Have you given up? Prayer is a real discipline we have to keep going at. A year ago, I started running and we got a little pattern. I started going and I almost enjoyed it, getting into a routine you know, every other day. And then we moved and, you know, had to unpack and stuff and routines and kids and, and just that whole running routine went to pot. Is that the same with your prayer life? Maybe there was a helpful pattern that was going, but then something changed. Kids came along, routines changed, the clocks changed. And we just found ourselves giving up. Well, let's not do that. It's not too late, just start again. The Lord does not worry about your past. He's just saying, just 
Start again. Pray boldly. Keep praying boldly today. And keep going. Individually and corporately. Do it on your own. Go into a room. Close the door. Come together corporately. Come to, to the prayer meeting on Wednesday. Come join us before the service starts. Six o'clock next door. Pray boldly. Pray with boldness. And secondly, pray with boldness because we have a good father. Jesus, to, to encourage us to, to, to pray with boldness, he, he gives us this example. And he does it with a, a lesser to greater example. So he says, look, if you as sort of humans know what to do, how much more will God? If you know what to do, how much more will your father God? Verse 11 and 12. What of your fathers, if you have a son asked for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. How much more will our Father God? Now, uh, at home, uh, we have these little toilet rolls. Yeah, they're individually wrapped. Now, I think it's a bit of a dad thing to do. But, but when uh, the kids say, oh, we've run out of toilet roll, I go in and say, happy birthday. Because it's like a present. And they go, it's not my birthday. And I go, yeah, I know, but it's funny. Um, and then, uh, but imagine I actually did give this, not as a joke, but on their birthday. I said, look, here you go. Happy birthday. I mean, we don't do that. You don't give a, a wrapped up toilet roll as, as a birthday present. And more than that, Jesus is saying, how much more then will God not do the same thing? If you know what to do, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will God, our Father, give good gifts? Just have a look at verse 13. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give, give, give good gifts to those who ask him? Is that what it says, though? That's what we'd expect it to say. And indeed, that's what it says in Matthew's gospel. But Luke says something slightly differently. If you then, though you are evil, know how to good, give, good, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? What's going on here then? Well, well Jesus is saying, look, there is no greater gift, no better gift than the Holy Spirit. And he's not talking here about receiving the Spirit for the first time because he's talking to his children. This is not about becoming a Christian. This is rather the Spirit being filling up his children with good things, being filled with the Spirit, experiencing the ministry of the Spirit. In other words, Jesus is saying, when you pray, it's not a blank check to have whatever you want. Rather, it's praying to the Father who will give you exactly what you need. Not just what you need, but the best thing that you need. Why? Because he's a good father. And just like you know what to do, he knows exactly what is best for us. 
And that's the spirit. And just like we would never give our children something that was going to harm them or be bad for them, our father will never do the same thing. Jesus will never, or God the Father say, will never respond to our prayers in a way that is bad for us. It may not be in ways that we expect or like. It may not be in a time frame that we would choose. But it will never be in a way that is bad for us. So Jesus says, pray with boldness. Pray big prayers. Pray in line with who he is. Pray with in line with who you know he is. Pray with boldness because we have a good father. Amen.